and welcome to another episode of Kink, the Wellbeing Podcast. My name is Georgie and today I've had the pleasure of interviewing Steve Lefebvre. He is committed to supporting businesses to be more conscious. He also is a breathwork facilitator and a map of meaning facilitator. He speaks more on both of those subjects in the interview. Um, But he also holds a a, a variety of online groups, um, men's groups, um, conscious conversation group, which sounds wonderful. Um, And he's just truly an inspiring and wise man. Uh, So I hope you enjoy the interview with him and I'll look forward to some comments and sharing. Um, Just let me know what you think of it in all. I am new to this um, podcast and vlog so I'd be keen to know what you thought um, about my input. Um, I hope you enjoy um, and thank you for coming to see us. Thank you um, for agreeing to speak with me, Steve. If you could, um, just um, for the purpose of our listeners, um, tell us a little bit about your history and background and um, where you're at now. Yeah, well, thank you. First of all, thank you so much, uh, Georgie, just for the opportunity and, and, uh, and the invitation, because I think uh, times being what they are and with um, the pandemic going around the planet, uh, I just want to acknowledge you for reaching out because I think the way through this is for each of us to show up yeah. and do what we can to uh, to support. And, you know, my way of doing that, I've had, I mean, I'm, a, I'm an old guy, Georgie. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'll be 71 years old uh, and basically an old hippie that's come through that process. And And I've had, you know, three major tracks in my life. Um, the one, the most important one's family. And, and that's, um, you know, I've brought up five kids and have a bunch of grandkids and uh, five brothers and sisters. And, and, uh, and my mom at 95 is still kicking. And, uh, and, and so family has always been an important part. The other part of that has been uh, a very strong spiritual commitment to my process and, and, you know, being born into a family where my father came within three months of taking his uh, uh, vows as a Catholic priest. Um, I kind of grew up in a very strong religious and I'm sure my mother will be sainted having brought up six kids. Yeah. But, but that, that, and I studied to be a monk for years. Wow. Um, and, um, you know, I still process being a good Catholic boy. Uh, it's the irreverence in me, um, but but that's been a very and it has all, no matter what I've done in my life that's been uh, that's been the foundation, and then the other part's been business. Uh, I've been in business my whole life, and, and I've created companies large and small, been a CEO for a long time, um, building businesses and bringing what I call right livelihood products and and process to business. Um, we call that today conscious business. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, that all of my experience has really been um, preparing me for what's going on right now on the planet. Uh, and there's many people like me out there that are coming together. I am on calls daily uh, with people around the planet who are all very committed to creating um, a lot more love and values into everything that's being done. Um, 
And so I have a private practice. I work with people online um, and uh, both for professionals, CEOs and managing directors and business people, and as well as just individuals, uh, families, uh, couples and stuff like that. So, um, you know, I'm very much engaged with working with people that really want to uh, do some work. So yeah. That's what I've been up to. Um, you, the, I, I mentioned earlier you have led a multifaceted career, um, and um, one of the things that I'm aware of is the breathwork element. So can you go into detail about what that is and how that works? Yeah, yeah. yeah breathwork is very powerful. Um, it's the most powerful modality that. I've come upon, come upon, and I used to teach meditation. I used to teach yoga as, as a young man. Um, I studied with uh, uh, different masters from different traditions, uh, Buddhist, uh, Native American, Hindu, uh, and certainly Catholic. Uh, every one of those traditions works with the breath in some capacity. Mm -hmm. Right now, more than ever, I think that um, uh, the breath is a wonderful tool for helping people become more present in their life. And when chaos abounds, whether it's within or without, the breath is the one consistent thing that will bring us into a calm and a peace. You know, the breath connects all of us. We're all breathing, including nature. Yeah. So it, it, it shows us the unity in everything. And I think one of the things this virus is doing right now is waking people up to the understanding that we're all interconnected, we're all interrelated, and we're all interdependent. And the breath is something that makes that very, very real. Now the breath can be used in so many different ways. And in the Hindu tradition, uh, it's called pranayama, and it excites the energy in the body. It creates a lot of energy, and then how you direct that energy is what the yoga process is all about. Uh, used as a therapeutic, I work with um, with clients where uh, I use the breath as a way of bringing that, them deep into self and releasing cellular memory, um, which is often the source of our um, disillusionment, our despair, our uh, fear. Mm -hmm. And breath brings us inside to be able to see and experience that that is simply thought. And you can let it go. That's what the exhale is about. The inhale is about breathing in life, breathing in love, breathing in light. The exhale is about letting go. Wow. And I as we uh, begin to be more mindful of our breath, it serves us in every aspect of life, whether you're in the grocery store buying groceries or being at the gym or whatever, the breath is so um, uh, inherently uh, important for us to be mindful about. So it's uh, anytime stress happens, I mean, especially right now, because everybody is experiencing stress. Yeah. And you know, how, how do you, how do you get out of it? You know? And my first response to that is to get present, get into the moment, 
Because right now, you know, we're good. <laughs> you know, I mean, people listening to this in this moment, we're all good. You know, we're we're breathing. We're um, and uh, fear is usually generated by something that happened yesterday or tomorrow. Yeah. You know, and when we're in present time, and the breath is so so vital to um, finding that place. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any? Um tips or advice for people who um, haven't really connected with their breath um, before and how, how they might start? Um. Well, it, it's, it's, it can't be simpler, Georgie. I mean, we all breathe, yeah. right? So it, it's, it's, it's just taking uh, even a few moments to just witness the inhale and the exhale. It's like if you just simply, just for a moment right now, take a full inhale and breathe it to the capacity that your lungs has the capability of breathing in. Just hold it for a moment and then just let it go. You just let it go. And if you were to do that 10 times, you would find yourself in an altered state of consciousness, literally. Wow. You know? And so it, it is the first part of that is just being mindful of it, you know, because it's how we respond to what is occurring in our life that makes our experience of life a misery or a joy. Yeah. And to acknowledge that you're going to have misery and joy in your life and how do we respond to it? Just being mindful of your breath allows you to, if you're feeling something that's not comfortable, like right now, a lot of people are in anxiety, feeling a lot of fear, to just stay with that. Breathe into that fear. Breathe into that anxiety or that depression. Just feel where it is in your body that you're feeling it and breathe into it. and Feel like on the exhale, just letting it go. Mm -hmm. Because what you find is... Behind the anxiety, behind the fear, behind whatever it is, it's just some thoughts. And as we become better equipped to letting go of those thoughts, you will find that the anxiety will begin to dissipate. Now, it's, that's just one thing, but it's a critical one. Yeah. Sorry. I happen to um, my generation where so um, we, we get answers to things so quickly. We've got the internet and, um, you know, we can get answers from Google or any other kind of um, drive. Um, and often we find it difficult to sit with our, our thoughts and, um, you know, give patience. Do you have any, any advice for us um, people who like things quickly? <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting that you say that because I find that my clients and I work with a lot of young people. People only change when the pain gets great enough. So why, do, why are we so fast? Why are we so, as a, a culture in the Western world especially, we have mastered getting away from what we're thinking, what we're feeling, what we're, what's going on, in what we call the inner life, mm -hmm. you know? So being on a screen from now, kids at, you know, a year old, you know, I have screens in front of them. 
and it takes us out of ourselves. And um, that's well and good until it's not. Mm-hmm. And now we have a world that is absolutely out of control. Yeah. And why? Because we've been so fast. Things are moving so quickly. Technology, where it used to take two years to get from A to B, now takes moments. Mm-hmm. And that is revving everything up really, really quickly. And we're losing something really important. Self. Yeah. And how we communicate. You know, what our divinity is all about. Um, and so... The world is now getting to a point where there's so much pain that this virus now has literally stopped everyone. It's a global planetary pause. Now, granted, people are probably using the internet as we are right now more than ever, okay? But there's an opportunity, there's a portal into the beginning of finding out what stillness can bring. And so my invitation to you and people that are listening to this is to um, have a little courage and just try sitting and just try breathing. Take a walk, you know, take a swim, you know, make a list of the things that nurture you and spend time in stillness doing them. Um, you'll find that in that quiet and in that pause, you will begin, just begin to light a bit of light into remembering who you really, really are. And that is love. It is the expression, experience of that, uh, that divine space. It's where joy comes from. It's where truth comes from. It's trusting and having faith. But when we're busy all the time, when we're moving, we don't give thought to any of that. We don't allow that experience to enter until something happens. Breakup of a relationship, you lose your job, you get sick, uh, which is why all that stuff actually exists. Because like I said, it's only through pain that we begin to have a little bit of compassion for ourselves and each other. And so that's why these things exist. Yeah. I I know from um, personal experience, um, looking within and um, getting to grips with the things that go on inside my head is is um, quite a, a scary thing, and um, it does really take patience to um, sit with your own thoughts, um, especially you know uh, for myself I. Um, have had some um you know some ex- uh, life experiences that haven't been great um and sitting and um being with those is quite a difficult thing do you have any advice for people who who um who don't feel comfortable sitting with their thoughts i suppose it's the most important thing that every soul on the planet deals with and it's it comes from an interesting place it comes from a culture that brings us up that there's something wrong with us I'm not good enough, I'm not wanted, Uh, which just, uh, we call that the personal lie, you know? And so being an ideal, especially with executives that are dealing with this, which means that they they have a hard time being authentic. Um, You know, we're always afraid of being judged. Um, 
we're afraid of the things that we perceive about ourselves that are not uh, acceptable, not good. It's all absolute bullshit. Mm-hmm. You know, being able to grow to a place where I can be authentic, I can, I can share what I'm feeling, and it's a powerful place. And there's a wonderful book called The Course in Miracles. So I would suggest anybody that hasn't heard of it to take a look at it. It's a very challenging book because it's written from a Christian background, but don't let that get in your way. It speaks the truth. Uh, I've been reading it since 1986. <laughs> Sometimes I can only read a, a two sentences or a paragraph at a time because it's so profound. But there is, there is in the back of this book, there is um, uh, something that says about the, the 10 characteristics of God's teachers. And that's each one of us. And, and the first one is trust, you know, and it talks about learning to trust and being honest. But one of them is uh, defenselessness. And it's great because as an individual, you can show up being authentic and presenting simply who you are. If somebody else judges that, what does that say about them? Yeah. What we are deathly afraid of is intimacy. Into me I see. And when we get comfortable with who we are, which, by the way, only happens when we process through the pain and challenges of our life. Yeah. Because always, always on the other side of that is light. There's gifts. There's joy. There's learning. And what we're being thrust into now is the fact that this is not something that we do alone. Everybody has to do their own work. But we do it together. We can create and communities are being formed all over the planet right now. And the emergence of these communities as they begin to interact and grow, where the sharing of that authenticity, that light, that joy can be supportive of each other. It doesn't mean that we don't challenge each other. Mm-hmm. It's the challenging where our creativity emerges, our innovation emerges. And every single one of us is unique. Every single one of us has something really, really important to to show up in the world and deliver. Our responsibility is to explore what those gifts are, to master them, and then share them. And that's where joy comes from. You know, if you really want to be happy, have the courage to do what in your heart you know you need to do. You know? And that's a challenger. Let me just real quick while I'm here. The 10 characteristics of God's teachers, I mentioned the first one is trust. The second one is honesty. The third one is tolerance, which we have very little of on the planet. Gentleness, joy, generosity, defenselessness, patience, faithfulness and the last one is open-mindedness yeah you know we could do a podcast for each one of these because it's an amazing um exploration you know and as i mentioned defenselessness is a powerful affirmation in my defenselessness my power lies or in my defenselessness my safety lies 
when you show up authentically, just being yourself, there is no fear. No matter what happens, by the way, you know, no matter what happens, you know, you, you can you see many examples of that throughout the world and history of people that really showed up and lived in an honest way. And even though they were crucified, some of them, you know. Um, I, I find um, I consider myself an empath and, and um, I spent a lot of my time um, giving so much to others. I forgot to give to myself um, and um, uh, that was quite exhausting and really took its toll on me. Um, do you have any advice for us for people who need to find a balance with their generosity to others and generosity to themselves? Yeah, absolutely. There, there's a wonderful tool that I use called the Map of Meaning. Okay. And you could Google it, the Map of Meaning. And it, it speaks to that because this, it's, a, it's a mandala. It's, um, uh, and you'll see that there's a center point to it. Matter of fact, let me see if I can. I don't know if you will be able to see it. Oh, uh, yeah. It's a mandala, and that center point is your source of inspiration. It is your divine. What, what is it that connects you with the divine? It could be surfing. It could be dancing. It could be music. It could be helping others. It could be any number of things. But you'll know what it is for you. That's your center point. And then from that, there is being, the tension points of being in doing. And as a culture, we have mastered doing. Yeah. Being freaks people out. Self, you know, as you were just saying, and others, okay? Those are two more attention points. And then there is um, balancing. What are our values? What are your values? And doing some inner work to assess what those values are for you. Those 10 characteristics that I just mentioned, how important are they in your life? And then how do you show up in that? And the next thing is the gifts, the gifts that have come forward in you, in you, your, everybody has got gifts. That could be, again, it could be music, it could be creative, it could be how you work with people, it could be, you know, engineer, any number of things. Learn, explore those and, and master them. And then the, another part is how we relate to our families, our partners, um, in the community that we live. And then the other one is the service that we provide, which could be our work. And when you begin to look at all of those things, they're all encircled with um, reality. Okay, what do I mean by that? It's the challenges that we talk about. It is what I refer to as the shadow. It's the part about ourselves that we don't know. And we could only find out by being in relationship with one another. The authenticity that I talked about is when you love somebody and in their presence you feel that something they're saying and doing isn't feeling right, you have the courage to say it out of love. Because if you don't, they don't get it. Mm -hmm. And, and you, we just enable them. You know, as I said, I brought up five kids. And, you know, you always want to make it so they don't feel any pain. But because of that, sometimes we don't give them the the structure and the discipline for them to create uh, security within themselves. So it's about telling the truth. It's about how do we go about doing that to ourselves first and foremost, 
to each other. Yeah. So the, the so to practice takes discipline. So if you're used to doing stuff all the time and you're moving and you're going and so it means maybe I should schedule as my highest priority some of those things that nurture me each week. You know, so first finding out what that is, but it might be just being in the garden, taking that walk, getting out on the surfboard. Uh, what it is, it could be making love. Whatever it is that brings you back to center, that connects you, that is your most, my master used to say, the only thing that you can be selfish about is your own peace of mind. If you don't have that, you've got nothing to give to anybody. And if you are at peace, every single soul you come in contact with will impart something very real to them. So that is your absolute highest priority, is finding your own peace. And you just have to explore to find out what that means for you. Because yeah. it's different for everybody. Mm-hmm. You know? so, um, discipline. Take some discipline. And, and I guess um, that would, um, it's, I guess it's, um, as, as people say, it's a life's journey. You know, you, if you find peace of mind, it needs to be worked on continuously, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, what's interesting is that um, even in my own life, there, there's times where I can find myself very disciplined, get up in the morning, sit in meditation, do my yoga, do some reading, uh, you know, do some work and whatever. And, and then I, sometimes I get out of bed and well, sometimes I get up and I don't get out of bed. You know? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, it's like I used to work out in the gym a lot. And then I would do what I call the executive workout, which is I would go to the gym. I would sit in the, in the spa, take a steam, take a shower and go home. You know, that was my executive <laughs> work. You know, it's about balance in your life. It, it, it's about, you know, treating yourself really well. Yeah. Um, you know, it could be ice cream. It could be something. But, but it's about balance. It's really about balance. You know, we're talking about... Um, in, in regard to this virus, it's got purpose to it. Uh, we don't have enough time at, with this, but let's just say it, it's an opportunity to wake up, to wake up to what your values are, wake up to who in your life means something to you, um, and waking up to that understanding that we are all interconnected, interrelated, and interdependent. And once we do that, then the next part is we got to show, we got we have to face up, grow up and clean up. So that might be telling the truth more. It might be, it's not about me today. It's about what can I do for somebody else? It's about being in service. It's like, you know, what do I need to clean up my own act? Do I need to go back to school? Do I need to uh, get out to work? You know, whatever it might be for you. So it's that growing up and that facing up to the shadow part of who we are as to why, you know, I'm not feeling good. What's causing the fear? And then when you've gotten through that, then, then showing up. Now, what, what can I do to help somebody else? You know, which, like I said, the best thing we could do to be in service to others is to, yeah. is to love a lot. You know, so all of that. And it is a journey. And it, and it never ends, by the way. It never ends. It's always a process, you know. Because even if you, even if you are to get enlightened, okay, that's just step one. You know, the law of the Bodhisattva says that unless everybody is enlightened, okay, I got work to do. Yeah. (laughs) If there's somebody in pain somewhere, there's more work for me to do. You know, 
and, uh, and and that's how we try to live our lives and and um, and it's it's very 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 challenging but that's what life is yes what what I really love um, what you just said is is facing up because actually um, now that we've all been restricted in, in what we can do and what we can purchase, I, I've really noticed that a lot of the things that I was purchasing, you know, materialistic goods, were just unnecessary. And I think um, I, I I I'm hopeful that other people will realise that too and stop um, purchasing things unnecessarily and um, that will lead on to other positive things. I suppose I. Don't actually know where I was going with that question. Yeah, well, you know, yeah, well, no, George, it's important because you know, um, and I think millennials, by the way, are beginning to get this. Okay, um, you know, material things uh, has pretty much determined the state we're in in the world, um, very, very unconsciously. And by the way, there's nothing wrong with having stuff. What makes it challenging is the attachment to the stuff yeah. that is real detrimental. You know, as I've gotten older and um, uh, I just appreciate what I have. So it, it, there's great gratitude in basic things, such as taking a breath in and letting it go. The fact that my arms, my legs, my body works, you know, it's little things. Our culture has shown us, unless we have all this stuff, okay, we're not good enough. If I don't have the right sneakers, the right, all that. But I think that your generation is beginning to let go of that. You know, I mean, that's my experience, you know. And the work that I do with people is a lot about that. It's helping people through that process. By the way, not by me telling them, you know, I'm just holding a space for them to, to surrender to these understandings themselves. You know, just being a mirror, but an honest one. It's the narrative of the medicine man. And, you know, it's um, someone has to hold that space. And by the way, every single one of us can do that. Yeah. It, you say like you're an empath. I mean, everyone has capacity in some way. You know, it's that some people come very natural to it. Sometimes it's so strong that it is simply your calling but everybody has that capacity if they slow down enough, become still enough where they can begin to hear it and see it and feel it. And then they'll be called as to how to use it. And that's what this virus is really giving an opportunity, an invitation into a portal of what's going on in us because as inside, so outside. Thank you so much, Steve. Um, I just love how wise and um, I can really feel it in my soul when you, when you speak, actually. It's amazing. Thank you. Well, well George, I also, <laughs> I also want to say that um, I used to have a big knock on my head here because I'm a very slow learner and I would just walk into walls all the time. <laughs> You know, so, you know, it's like some people get this stuff really easy, especially young people. I mean, the kids that are coming onto the planet right now, these young kids, they're old souls and they're going to be needed because we got a lot of shit to handle here. You, yeah. know? <laughs> and, but, you know, for me, it's come through long lessons and some uh, some really wonderful, wonderful people in my life that didn't let me get away with stuff.
you know. Okay. Um, I've also studied with a whole uh, group of nuns in a Benedictine uh, monastery that straightened my ass out really good. Wow. You, know, you know, I have so many, I have so much gratitude for so many amazing souls in my life, uh, uh, really enlightened people, and, and I just got to hang out and listen, and uh, and that's what we need to do for each other now, you know. And yeah. to really put it there, hey, if, if you're feeling anxious, if you're feeling in fear, if you're feeling uh, depressed, ask for what you need. Ask for help. Be willing to help others, and you will be helped as well. So for what you think you need, okay, help others that have that same need. Yeah. And I'll tell you, 100% of the time, you'll come through it. Wow. So it's... um. Yeah, and, that, and that's what right now today in the world, that is what we're being invited into. This whole pandemic thing is not, I don't care, there's a million and one, you know, conspiracy theories for why we're here and why this happened and all, it doesn't matter. Yeah. What matters is how we now respond to this. You know? Yeah. Thank you. Um, Steve, before we go, can I just ask what inspires you and what keeps you going and motivated? Oh, God. I mean, the, the honest, selfish answer to that is, <laughs> is love. It's wow. just love. Okay. Yeah. I mean, and, and the expansion of where and how I see love expands every day. I mean, it can, I mean, as you know, here in New Zealand, we're just so fortunate to live in an unbelievably beautiful place. Yeah. And it's so quiet, as you know, I can, on any given day, all I hear are birds and crashing waves. That's it. <laughs> Most of the world doesn't have that opportunity. But the love that I see, I mean, even through this medium, you know, um, when I see the brightness of your eyes, the inspiration in your eyes, it just, it, it warms me when I, you know, I just was on a call with my, my four brothers and sister and my mother at 95, we were in tears together, you know, uh, because of everything that's going on and how fortunate we have been to have each other and to grow up in a family that um, was uh, very loving. Um, I think that, that the inspiration, I mean, when I get bummed out and believe me, I get bummed out and I'll get depressed and, but I've learned when that happens, I'll just go online and I'll listen to Robin Williams or I'll listen to Dick Gregory or I'll listen to some fabulous music. And, and, uh, or even, you know, uh, you know, the Britain's Got Talent or whatever. And I see these young people or I see some of these old people come out on stage and then the voice that comes out of them yeah. is like mind blowing, you know? And so it's like, it helps you to remember. You know, that, you know, it's not all doom and gloom. You know, it's what we say it is. The two things that I'd like to impart with, with you is that thought is creative and you are the thinker. Okay, that's number one. You can create whatever it is you want, regardless of the limiting thoughts that we have been told. That is the truth, okay? The other one is you've got to take one 100% responsibility for yourself. You're not a victim. Nobody's doing anything to you, even though it might appear that way. Yeah. You know? And if you can handle those two things, I can tell you, no matter what your circumstances are right now, 
you can change it. Just help each other do it. You know, support each other. You know, love each other. That's the bottom line. That's beautiful. Thank you so much, Steve. I really appreciate that. Um, if if people wanted to contact you um, uh, about any of the um, things that you do, um, how might they do that? Well, probably the easiest way um, is uh, through email, um, although I'm on Facebook as well, but in on LinkedIn. But email, because then I can I can respond. Yeah. And I would say to anybody that's listening to this, if you just want to have a chat. You know, uh, I'm happy to do that, um, you know, and, uh, and because the other thing I want to support people to do, I mean, I've been running a men's group uh, for the last 10 years here. Um, each of you can do that. You can create your own groups, you know, yeah. uh, and I can send you some simple parameters that help a healthy formation of a community group and it can be based around anything it could be a women's group men's group it could be musicians it could be whatever you know but the but the point is to be able to show up authentic speak from your heart listen compassionately um and and uh wondrous things can happen so steve i mean i don't know how you can how you do this but it can probably the easiest one is steve at malarin m-a-l-a-r-i-n dot com Steve at malarin.com. Yeah. Um, you can just do that. But again, uh, Facebook or LinkedIn or contact you, Georgie. You can put them in touch with me. Uh, I'll, um, <laughs> I'll add ha- my I'm happy Instagram to page. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I do want to say that, that I'm happy to do that. I'm happy to do that. Well, that's very kind for you. Thank you so much. Yeah, good, good, good.